You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, 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 good. Yourself? Uh, well, thank you for asking, kind sir. Uh, I'm, I'm doing quite lovely. Fetching, Perfect. even. Um, Perfect. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. I will talk about Rock Auto here very, very shortly. But, uh, Jimmy, I think, um, you know, we've sort of done the basketball thing. now. We've sort of run yep. it out. And, you know, it is kind of weird. Uh, that uh, UCLA is in the Final Four and Alabama has been put out by another – What the, are you going into a haunted house? Uh, liter- liter- literally true. I am relocating to a more quiet section of our office building, and uh, there was a squeaky door there, and I'm walking down steps, but I'm listening to I'm, – I'm hanging on every one of your words with bated breath. Well, um, I don't remember what the hell I was talking about. Oh, UCLA. So UCLA – beats Michigan to move on to the final four. And I did a little research um, and I've forgotten said research, but I'm going to look it back up really quickly because it does feel like Alabama is always put out of the NCAA tournament by a team that goes to the final four. Doesn't it? I mean, it feels that yeah. way. That's not the way it is, but it does feel that way. So I went and did somebody asked the question on Crimson country club. And so I looked it up. Uh, apparently I got to find my post. Okay, so eight of the 22 times we've been in the NCAA tournament, we have lost to a team that went to the Final Four. Four of those times, we lost to the eventual national champion, and one of the times we lost to the runner-up. That's I, unbelievable, I don't know what really. To think of that. That's unbelievable. But, you know, my, my one takeaway from it, not just the history, but, but from this tournament, my takeaway is we – Coulda, shoulda, woulda beat UCLA. We, we obviously had the opportunity, uh, and we missed free throws. We missed shots. But, but I would argue that we proved at minimum we're as good as UCLA. I mean, we, we did tie at the end of regulation, right? So we prove we're as good as UCLA. And, in fact, most of the time we're better at the free throw line. And had we had our normal night at the free throw line, we would have won the game in regulation. Then fast forward to UCLA's Elite Eight game against Michigan, and I think that game proved that we could beat Michigan. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we're better than Michigan. They were a one seed. They're a really good team. I'm not one of these, they beat them, and it was close, and we could have done that. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just, I'm just using the word could. I think we could beat Michigan based on what we saw in that elite eight game between UCLA and Michigan. So let's, let's just remember going into next year, we really were good enough to make the final four. We, we were, we, we, we had a team that could have done that. We didn't, I'm not saying we need to hang a banner that says final four or elite eight. I'm just saying, where are we as a program? And my answer is, well, <laughs> we had a final four capable team and that is not a stretch. Uh, so we need to improve it from here. How do you improve it? Uh, very, very simple. Hard, hard to do. Simple equation. That's bring in better players that are leaving. That's it. Players coming in, 
need to be better than the ones going out. That's how you get better. Well, Jimmy, I lied to everybody already because I said we weren't going to talk basketball, and uh, we've talked basketball for this whole first segment. So let me tell everybody <laughs> about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is where you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. I don't know if the it's in there, but I threw that in there. I don't know if I have copyright infringement when I sing it. So um, Rock Auto is where you want to go, though. When you see the box that says, hey, how'd you hear about us? Put it locked on network or just locked on and they'll know. But it, the site is so, 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 so easy to navigate. You need to go try it out. RockAuto.com. So easy to get around and pick the car parts you need that are so much cheaper than those big box stores, dude. They are. And I mean, even somebody like me who knows nothing about cars, I rarely even know which key goes in the ignition, but I know enough that I should go to Rock Auto. If somebody says, hey, man, you need a new chassis. Oh, I need a chassis. Better go to rockauto.com. They got the cheapest chassis going. So that's what I'll do is go to rockauto.com. You need to go there too. rockauto.com is the place to go for all the parts your car will ever need. All right, Jimmy, Pro Day, Alabama's second Pro Day was yesterday. Uh, Mac Jones, just tell me what you heard about it. Well, it was fun. I, I, I was able to watch uh, the entire broadcast on SEC Network. I thought Mac uh, performed really well. I think it was smartly designed by one of my other bosses, David Morris, who, uh, who designed and scripted the day for Mac Jones and even appeared on SEC Network, did an excellent job in the interview with uh, Greg McElroy, uh, explaining what, uh, what, what QB Country was trying to achieve with Mac. And I think they basically did exactly what, uh, what, what David laid out. He said, interestingly, hey, we're taking a lot of deep shots today, and, uh, and there could be some overthrows. And, and by that, I, I know as, as fans, you know, everything's got to be a catch. And, and, and I really think Mac was trying to show to the NFL about what the doubts are. I, I just know from the way we do things with our high school guys, the, the point of a pro day or the point of something – that's not game tape is to fill in the holes that's on the game tape because the game tape is your resume. I was texting with a, with a college coach the other day and, and he, he used this, uh, this phrase, your game tape is your resume. That's, that's, that's what he said. This is, this is a coach, you know, in, in, in pro football actually. And Max resume is his game tape. And I saw some people commenting on one of the big public boards about, they put so much stock in this pro day. It's so dumb. It's not real football. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, they put stock in it. That's why there's so many head coaches and GMs that show up because it's important. They're showing up to get as much information as possible before they invest millions of dollars in, in these guys. But that doesn't mean that it's the most important thing. The most important thing is the game tape. We know that. And that's, that's already done. So what can you do to supplement the game tape. And in a pro day, this is what you can do. You can fill in the gaps. And by that, what I mean is Alabama does such a great job of keeping Mac upright and not hit that things like his escapability and his feet, you don't really see that on the game tape because it wasn't necessary. Mac is usually in a very clean pocket or getting rid of the ball exactly on time. And there's not a lot of him making off-platform throws or using his feet to get out of trouble or even tucking the ball and scrambling and trying to make a first down. So it was really important to show the scouts that, hey, I know you didn't see this on tape, but I got this. I, I can do this too. 
And while Matt had an excellent percentage on deep balls on the game tape from this past year, his deep ball percentage was great. Well, I think there's some level of question about his arm. So when there's some level of question about your arm, you do this. Let's go, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a number of deep shots in the pro day, and they scripted 15 deep balls. That's quite a bit out of 58 throws. So 15 were deep balls with this caveat, if you miss, miss long. If you miss, miss long. In the NFL, the receivers are faster than they are in college. And faster, most of the receivers Mac was throwing to yesterday, by the way, were two tight ends and a running back. It was Forstall, Tucker, and Najee. And the only real wide receivers were Devontae, who only ran a few routes, and this cat from Jacksonville State that Mac had never thrown to before. So, so you, you literally coach the quarterback to, hey, 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 complete it or overthrow it. No underthrows. Because in the NFL, if you underthrow a deep ball, what's the result? Interception. So if you overthrow it, you live to play the next down. Or your guy catches the ball. So there were some overthrows, and I saw some people going, oh, gosh, Mac's overthrowing a lot of stuff. Some of it is, to use, you know, to, to use the only term I can use, is on purpose. I mean, that's what you're trying to do. You're showing the NFL guys there that I got plenty of arm. There's been some questions about my arm. I got plenty of arm. And, and secondly, it's about his mobility. And uh, he even had that little funny play at the end where they ran – a little makeshift play on the goal line, and Najee threw the ball to Mac, kind of a running back to the quarterback throwback. And, uh, you know, they're goofing around. That wasn't, like, super serious. But it was Mac sending a message of, uh, hey, I know I'm, I'm known as the statue in this draft, but uh, I'm a better athlete than you guys know. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I, I think that's a really good perspective there. I'd never thought of that because I saw the same overthrows and thought mm – -hmm. Oh shit! He overthrew that dude. But mm -hmm. I think you're right because if you underthrow in the NFL, it, it's a pick. I mean, right. and the athletes are so good that pick it off, they're probably going to score. So <laughs> you went from you scoring to them scoring. So, that's um, right. but that's a, that's that's really good perspective. I'm kind of shocked you came up with it. I feel like somebody <laughs> had to tell you that. <laughs> I've overheard a lot of conversations up at QB Country where I'm there not the principal, go. where I'm not the principal when talking, but. Uh, <laughs> And but I've I've learned to put together. We actually uh, this is, has nothing to do with Alabama football, but we do the same thing. With one of the things we do when we're packaging a high school player to send tape to colleges for them is we do we call it a throw tape, but really what it is is a pro day scripted tape where we take a high school quarterback and he throws to three or four receivers and a scripted thing, and we come up with the script. And when I say we, I mean the actual quarterback coach <laughs> comes up with the script, but it is based on notes that both of us take from the high school tape, meaning that uh, a perfect example is a, a, a kid from Baton Rouge that uh, literally plays in an old school offense. He's a great athlete, so there's a lot of one read, and then he just runs the ball, or there's a lot of quick bubble screens because they have a really fast, small kid who's really fast. They throw him a lot of bubble screens. But on the tape, there's hardly any throws intermediate or deep. Because his offense in high school, they, they just don't do that at his high school. So when you send his huddle tape to colleges, they're like, uh, can this kid throw the throws we're going to ask him to make? I mean, so you make a list. What's not on the huddle tape that the kid is capable of? And you put that in the script and you put that on his 
throw tape, as we call it. And uh, and you and that, and that that's really just kind of a miniature pro day. And that's what they try to do with Mac. That's what all these quarterback coaches try to do with their guys is pro day is to fill in the gaps. What what questions, what flaws do you guys see? And we're going to show that he actually has that in his bag. Because if you just do what, the, like, for instance, we all know Justin Fields is a great athlete. We know that. If Fields goes to his pro day and all he does is run the 40 and he runs a 4-3-8 and he's like, how about that, guys? So what? They know that. They already knew that. That, that wasted everyone's time. We know you're fast. What we don't know is can you hit intermediate routes down the middle? Because we, we don't see that on your Ohio State tape. That's what we need to see. So that's kind of the point of, of pro day, and that's why it's important, and that's why it can affect a guy's stock. Does it turn a six-rounder into a first-rounder? No. Does it turn a first-rounder into a six-rounder? Probably not, but it can make a big difference. The 49ers have a really big decision to make at number three. They had their general manager and their head coach there. I assure you, Max' performance yesterday had some level of impact on their decision. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to get that bet in. Look, Final Four is creeping up on us. Who you got? UCLA? Who you got? You got Baylor? Nah. You got uh, Houston? Nah. You got Gonzaga. I got got the hell out of Gonzaga. Bet on Gonzaga. I'm telling you, it's easy money. Go to betonline.ag. Put that bet in. First of all, you got to put that money in, which is really simple. They got so many ways to deposit. It's super easy. And then, but if you win, it's super easy to get the money out. You know, if your basketball's not your thing, okay, bet on reality TV, whatever's all out there. BetOnline.ag is the place to go. It's trustworthy. Locked on network endorses it, obviously, because I'm live reading it. Go to BetOnline.ag, give them a shout, and use the promo code Locked On. Get a 50% welcome bonus. Put in 100 bucks, got 150 to play with. Put in 200, you got 300 to play with. Put in 1500, eh, you got too much money in there but that's okay but go to betonline.ag and see what you can do they want to hook you up and let you win a ton of cash betonline.ag finally want to tell everybody about built bar builtbar.com you know built bar is the best and you know built bar is the best has a lot of b words built bar is the best i'm not going to say it again it is though you know this go to builtbar.com give them a whirl use the promo code locked on 20 for 20 percent off that order Look, covered in chocolate, good for a keto diet, good to maintain or to lose weight. If you're trying to gain weight, you know, you just got to eat a bunch of them. But if you just are looking to maintain or lose a little weight, Built Bar will hook you up. And they've got all the flavors, man, all the flavors. And I'm not talking about some of those weird Harry Potter jelly bean flavors. I'm talking about flavors you like, you know, cheesecakes and banana nut bread and carrot cake. And I, I mean, cookie dough. I mean, all that stuff, man. And they're covered in chocolate. What's wrong with you? Go, why aren't you ordering it right now? That's your problem. Go try it out. Builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on for 20, locked on 20, I should say, for 20% off that order. Promo code locked on 20. Go to builtbar.com. Give them a whirl. All right, Jimmy, first of all, I just realized in those two live reads, I probably said, give them a whirl too many times. Like (laughs) there should be a, a moratorium. Like if you just say, Give them a whirl. You can only do that one podcast per week. So I'm going to make a, that's going to be my mental note to not say give it a whirl anymore. Plus it sounds kind of old fashioned, but 
All um, those, uh, all those, uh, and everything we sponsor for real is like totally cool. We got more built bars this week, and my wife, my my wife likes them. She likes yeah. them. This morning we had breakfast on the go. She's getting her second vaccine, and uh, I took her to that. And we're on the go, and I'm like, do we need to stop somewhere? And she's like, I'm, I'm going to do this built bar, and uh, she enjoyed it. And it can be a whole breakfast because of of the get up and go in it, but at the same time, not a lot of calories. And she'd be really picky about that. Let me tell you, there, there, there just isn't another quote chocolate bar she would eat for breakfast, not in the planet Earth. But she likes those built bars. All right, a couple of things. Um, obviously, there's a scrimmage friday and um we'll talk about that I, I think we'll probably save our scrimmage talk we may do a either a bonus episode on saturday or we may just save it for monday um and and so tomorrow we may just do a podcast about what we expect to see in the scrimmage but another thing we may do uh tomorrow and i hate to spend all this segment talking about tomorrow because i, I want to spend more time on this 24 7 came out with their top 247 players for the 2023 class which is unbelievable Thompson High School has three five stars on defense, Jimmy. I know. That's it's insane. It is really insane. I don't know what the current rules are about hiring coaches, but I mean, I mean this is half a joke and half serious, but is Mark Freeman not the best recruiter in the state of Alabama, including Nick Saban? No, I, I mean I agree. <laughs> how in the world? But let me tell you, they have a badass football program. It's just badass. They're well coached. The kids are just dudes. They're they 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 work. They're working out at a high level. Uh, yeah, that that list is crazy. There's a lot of, and here's how it affects me, me just personally in terms of like this is kind of weird. There was an enormous amount of in-state Alabama guys ranked really high on that list, and obviously yeah. spearheaded by the Thompson kids. Uh, Tony Mitchell and uh, Peter Wood. Well, wait but, a minute, wait a minute, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Don't don't spoil it all because that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. So don't okay, get okay. In, don't get in your ranch yet. Uh, here's one other thing I want you. Uh, this right. is more of a thinker question. Like I don't know the answer, and I hope maybe somebody will do the homework. This was posted on Bama Online, and it caught my eye. I got to give a shout out to the game seventy one sixty eight four. What a boy. I, the the question's great. The username sucks. <laughs> the game seventy one sixty eight four baby. Who's going to remember that shit? Um, I'll anyway, forget it in five seconds from now. Yeah, but kudos to him for the for our kick ass question. And here it is: In NFL draft history, ever had first round wide receivers drafted in back to back years? I'd have to say no. I think I know the answer to that question, uh, just simply because I've heard it discussed. So you're saying, has anyone ever in the history of college football from one university, have they ever produced two first-round receivers and then two more the next year? But, and also a quarterback in the first round. Well, I think the answer to the receivers alone is no. Okay, I don't think but, anyone's ever done that. Well, if nobody's ever done that for the receivers, then obviously nobody's – it'd be weird if somebody had done it for the receivers – not not done it for the receivers, but had done it for the receivers and quarterback, right? You know what pisses me off a little bit? I saw I saw a graphic that the SEC Network put up yesterday during the pro day that said, you know, Mac is projected number nine by Kuyper, and last year Tua went fifth, and before that, the last first round pick was uh, Richard Todd, and the highest drafted guy before that is Kenny Stabler. And 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 here's what annoyed me is 
I get it that in modern football, how do you compare this to that? And football's changed so much, but we don't get credit for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we don't get credit for Jalen. I mean, so that's all Oklahoma. So, and since he left college with wearing the Oklahoma helmet, he's all, all forever draft stats are associated with Oklahoma, despite the fact he spent 75% of his college career at Alabama. So that's just one little minor thing. But I mean, but what, what the hell can you do about that? But they were, they were just putting up a stat of these are the highest drafted Alabama quarterbacks. And I'm like, shit, we just had two go in the top 50. Well, what two. did, did Jalen yeah. say? Okay, you know how, especially on Sunday night football, they do this. The yeah. players say, I'm, you know, Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma. Or does he say Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma and Alabama? What does he say? That is a great question. I know they played Sunday night football, and I honestly either wasn't watching at that moment or can't remember. But Or he if, didn't if, start that game. Or, 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 But he did start at the end. It seems to me that the Eagles played the final Sunday night game uh, because it was like Eagles, Redskins, and winner made the playoffs or some kind of shit because they were in that division where even if you were, you know, six, six, and nine, you had a chance to get in, you know, at the end. I, I think he might have said Oklahoma, uh, but but I, I, I don't really remember. What I remember is the helmet at the Senior Bowl they made a big deal of because they had to custom make that helmet that they, that Jalen Moore in the game, no, Jalen Moore in practice, Jalen Moore the half Alabama, half Oklahoma helmet in practice, and then they auctioned it off for a charity. Uh, in the game, Jalen Moore, an Oklahoma helmet, and uh, hey, I've decided never to be upset about that, about his time at Oklahoma, or the fact that he finished up at Oklahoma or finished second in the Heisman playing for Oklahoma. So I'm not complaining about the Oklahoma thing. I'm just saying that if we're going to discuss how well Alabama quarterbacks do in the draft, it seems almost disingenuous not to include Jalen. Uh, like, like, you know, but regardless, I'm just glad he's doing well. And hey, like I said in, in, in a tweet, uh, Luke, and because I think this is just interesting as shit during the, the huge trades last week, huge trades, two of them, it may have directly affected nothing but the Alabama quarterbacks. Yeah. Miami moves back, meaning, hey, they're committing to Tua. Philadelphia moved back because they're committing to Jalen. San Francisco moved up because I think they're taking back. That's incredible. <laughs> that is pretty incredible. Yep. That's incredible to think you had those three quarterbacks on the roster at the same time, but that's uh, in the yeah. same quarterback room and that Mac would end up potentially drafted higher than any of them. Let's just remember quarterback is a developmental spot and and i've known this forever and i hate to continually reference uh the qb country stuff but i I, i've just learned so much more about it in my my time there and it's a developmental spot let me tell you what we're really excited about riley leonard from fairhope that signed with duke in this past class and let me tell you i think even people that are really into recruiting in the state of alabama if you say Riley Leonard, I'm not sure that recruiting fans in Birmingham and Huntsville even know who he was because he was never ranked highly by the people that rank in-state guys. Never. But if you think about it, <laughs> here is a six, three and a half, 215-pound kid who was an all-state basketball player. That's how athletic he is. 
and a two-year starter at a 7A school that put up fantastic numbers, especially his senior year, that has such good grades he got into Duke. And frankly, between me and you and the handful of people that listen to this, QB Country and Fairhope sent David Cutcliffe his tape, and he was an offer within 24 hours. David Cutcliffe, who's one of the great quarterback tutors in this country, Riley didn't go to a lot of camps, much like Jake Coker a few years ago, because during the offseason, Riley plays basketball, where he dunks the shit out of the ball and rains threes on people and scores 28 a night in 7A basketball. And he's going to Duke to be a quarterback, and, and no one's heard of him. And in three or four years from now, when he's a first-round pick, people are going to be saying, Alabama and Auburn didn't offer this guy? I'm not sure Alabama and Auburn ever heard of the guy. You know, now, he was in the, by the way, he was in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star basketball game, too. Yeah, and if you're in that game, I mean, so you saw him, or you or at least saw him on TV, and you see what kind of tall, he ain't thin either. I mean, this is a no. tall, thick, talented, athletic dude, and people might be three or four years from now, how did Alabama and Auburn not offer him? We're sky high on him, and QB Country is the same outfit that sent Daniel Jones to Duke six years ago as a Duke walk-on that was the sixth pick in the draft. Uh, we're just as high on Riley Leonard as we were on Daniel Jones at the time that uh, at the time he went off to Duke. So I'm saying is quarterback is a developmental spot. Kids develop and they get better and better and better. And sometimes it's what's between the ears and what's in your chest that's just as important as what's in your arm and your feet. And Mac Jones is an outstanding example of that. I mean, because how do you compare Mac in terms of his born gifts, the gifts he was born with, with Tua and Jalen, who were born with so much and who worked their asses off, no doubt. That's why they're starting quarterbacks in the NFL. But man, Mac has just worked and worked and worked and worked, developed himself into a first-round pick. And uh, let's remember that about that, that position. It's not running back. I think personally, running backs, I think when running backs fall out of the womb, you can, when they fall out of the womb, you can give them a star rating. Whether they're three, fours, or five stars, they fall out of the womb. And, and, and now there's certain things they can do to improve. And, and Najee's a good example of that. But what I'm saying is Najee was going to be a college running back probably within a year of his birth. I mean, the dude is just naturally God-given. Uh, but then throw in the work ethic, and now you got a pro football player, you know. But quarterbacks and offensive linemen, I think they're made. They're made over time. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow talking a little bit about uh, what we expect to see in the scrimmage and some 24 7 2023 recruits. So, uh, till then, roll tight, everybody. Fun stuff. Roll tight. <laughs>